Welcome to Is This Scary? This is Phil. This is Shelby. This is Zach. And joining us, our first guest, Noah. Woo! Hey, guys. We've referenced him a few times in other episodes, like the Hell House LLC episode. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we brought Noah in is we're talking about horror video games. This is probably going to be the first in a series. And Noah's an avid gamer, so it just, just made sense. Bit. Just a little bit. What's your favorite horror game? My favorite horror game, which is probably going to make some people upset because it's not really a horror game, is probably Bioshock. Although it is more suspenseful and more atmospheric than anything, but to a probably eight or ten year old child at the time playing that game, oh, it was terrifying. You shouldn't have been playing that game at that age. <laughs> no, I should not have, but I did, and it's too late now. <laughs> Creepy, supernatural children under the sea. I mean, this sounds like a really bad Little Mermaid story. <laughs> exactly. Or a really good Mer- Little Mermaid horror movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is more on the psychological side of horror yeah. than yeah. straight up horror because mm-hmm. you have the splicers, the little sisters, the big daddies, all of that. That like first introduction where you first go through the, the pod and you're going through the city and you see everything and you come up into the station for the first time. And you see a spider splicer, an enemy which you don't actually, you're not allowed to fight that early in the game because it's too strong. Uh, because it would have ripped your head off and laughed about it. Absolutely. And it just drags its claws as it runs back and forth across the pod. And as a 10-year-old, it's like, eh, I don't, I want to go home. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Another thing that Bioshock does that it picked up from its, from horror predecessors especially, is it's very good with limited resources. Yes. Yeah. Because you can melee all day long, but if you want to use the uh, the powers, what are they the the um like the hypos and stuff like yeah, the plasmids. Yeah, yeah. The pla- But if you want to use plasmids and guns, you better be an explorer because yeah. you need to be hunting for ammo and hypos yeah. constantly. And you need to make sure you're doing all the quests with little sisters and every little side quest. You can get any little bit amount of Eve you can possibly get because if you don't have any. You're not going to get new powers, you're not going to get upgrades, and you're going to be woefully unprepared when you fight that first big daddy. Exactly. And this is what I like about horror games, is they're so different. It's not just like, oh, we're going to play a horror game where it's just jump scares. No, it's exploration, it's combat, it's strategy. It's different every single time. It is, but there are also games that are just jump scares. Exactly. We were just talking about this before we hit record, but a very famous... Probably undeserved, in my opinion, which may be unpopular horror series, is Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a clever puzzle game that ends in a jump scare. Yeah, and if you get the puzzle wrong, it ends in a jump scare. Yep. And if you do anything, it, it ends, ends in a jump, jump scare. scare. Yep. Hey, can someone explain to me the door that needs power to stay closed? <laughs> no strategic <laughs> filing cabinet or anything nope. can just... Well, I want to let you know that as someone who actually has done... Physical security is literally part of my job once in my life. That is the exact opposite of how any real-life system works. In fact, there are many real-life systems that the second power is truly cut to it, slam shut and you can't get in. Yeah. yeah. Or out if you happen to be on the inside, which is a problem. Could be a Small problem. Small yes. problem. Most yeah, of them so- have manual releases on the inside. But if you're outside, you sure are. <laughs> you are outside. Might as well go home. So, what's wrong with the power at this place? <laughs> it's very weird. And why does your entire security system run on batteries, <gasps> including your desk yeah. lamp? 
I'll mention batteries later when I mention my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but at least for your entry, it makes sense. The Five Nights at Freddy's, like, is a, it's a total schmoz for a puzzle setup. Yeah. And actually, Phil, you pointed out why Five Nights at Freddy's got so popular. Why? Why would that be? Uh, well, I mean, what is it? It is a endurance test to scream at your mic and your camera for your followers. Right. It, now, to be fair, I do have to say that's stolen from Yahtzee Croshore. That's how he Croshaw. described it. Croshaw, but, sorry. Yes. No, you're right, because it, it's it's made for streamers and YouTubers. And there's mm-hmm. oh, yeah. not really anything wrong with that. It's PewDiePie's, just, all of PewDiePie's early success was just, I'm going to play a scary game. I'm going to scream the whole time. It's very true. Yeah. I yeah. mean, a lot of gamers, Markiplier, Daz Games, like with Amnesia too, all yeah. made their yeah. their big hit playing Five Nights at Freddy's, Slender Man, those kind of stuff. Because um, all I do fans want to see is a grown man wet its pants. <laughs> right, and was it what I do? Oh, was it Mama or no Granny? Ugh. Granny was one of those early ones. I I think I remember watching Jacksepticeye's series with Granny. And yeah, it's it's again, how loud can I scream? How high pitched and girly can I scream? Mm-hmm. Great, people are eating this up. I'm making money. As adults, it's we look at that and like that's stupid. But as a kid, you're watching that like ha 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 funny. Mm-hmm. The guy older than me is yelling like me at a video game. I like it. I so. do have to say, you know, probably one of the one influences that you can blame for why you. Uh, your most hated thing about Five Nights at Freddy's exists. Mm. The lore. As much as I love Matt Pat and Game Theory, man, he's made a lot of videos trying to figure out that lore, and it's just gotten more complicated. <laughs> yeah, so we were, like I said, we talked about this earlier, and Five Nights at Freddy's, for whatever reason, has this just thick, detailed, crunchy lore for a game about evil Chuck E. Cheese ripping your head off and shoving it inside of himself. It is so goofy. It makes no sense to me. It does not have to be so thick of a story. <laughs> Lord of the Rings level level complex. Yes. They, they try. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Um I something that you brought up that I found to be interesting is how horror video games I actually are a lot like horror movies. In the context that if uh, you have a budget, a bigger budget, the worse it's going to be. You brought it up as like trying to cover up like flaws and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, but I was thinking like with my favorite game, Silent Hill, uh, specifically Silent Hill Two. <laughs> um, why it, is the city clouded in fog? Because of the PS One's limitation. Yeah, because yeah, it can render the whole city. So might as well cover it up. Also, it looks spooky. Yeah, it does. Any anytime I see like the fog, the fog, especially around here, the fog is really thick. I'm like, where's Pyramid Head? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just gets me really excited. <laughs> I'm glad Although, it makes you excited. It scares the life out of me. If I see a small town with fog coming out of well, it, I'm running the other way. I'm a pale brunette girl. <laughs> I immediately look like the evil girl. <laughs> Whatever it was in her name, Samara. I, well, as yeah, the uh, black Samara. man, I am yeah. likely to die first and always. So that's true. My <laughs> instinct is to run away. If we're not, not in Silent Hill 2. Not in Silent Hill 2, that's true. No, but you're the teammate that survives. Traditional horror tropes? Oh, yeah. Black guy and drunk girl? Oh, yeah. First ones to die. Shelby's probably the murderer, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a Pisces, so. <laughs> on, on a different note, that is something that I've hated about the Silent Hill franchise is that 
Pyramid Head first shows up in the second game, Mm -hmm. makes sense in the second game's context, Mm -hmm. is now thrown in every content about Silent Hill. It doesn't make sense lore-wise. James Sutherland was seeing things that were based off of his life. That's why Pyramid shows up. But, hey, he sold well. And now, like, especially in the most recent, like, if we're going to talk about the movies for Silent Hill real quick, he's a good guy. Like, he's the hero. It's like, oh, Pyramid Head's going to save my life. Oh, yeah, you didn't see the second one. The last time I saw a movie with Pyramid Head in it that was Silent Hill, he ripped the skin off of a woman and Outside the church. Yeah, outside of the church, yeah. Yeah, the second second one, he's a good guy. How do you make that jump? I don't. I think I willingly forgot or ignored it because I'm unaware of the second movie. The first movie... It's good or it's... No, no, it's good that you oh, okay. ignored yeah. it. It's only, not a good movie. Yeah, the only good thing about Silent Hill 1, the movie, was that Sean Bean survived. He survived <laughs> a movie. You're right. Did he survive the sequel? No. No, no, he <laughs> uh, I don't think he's in it. No, no he, he gets kidnapped. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. Wait, Whatever. The, yeah. I, I don't know. I remember the first Silent Hill movie. It no. was bad. Yeah. I like the the effects, I guess, of like the, the special effects of the nurses. Cool. Yeah. The nurses were scary. Sean Bean is a good actor. I'm running out of nice things to say about this movie. Yeah. Hey, guess what? <laughs> the nurses are something else that comes from the second movie that doesn't make sense anywhere else. I'm sorry, Phil. Because <laughs> they're all based off of uh, James Sutherland's libido. That's what all of the villains are based out of since his wife died three years beforehand. Then he starts getting letters from her going, hey, come to Silent Hill. That's depressing. Just a little bit. I mean, you're right. His so. brain was only a lot broken. It's fine. Only a lot. <laughs> That's fun. What about everybody else's favorite horror games? Mine is Outlast. Ooh. Outlast 1, I love Outlast because it's so simple. Simple concept of that your character is an investigative reporter. You get a tip that something sketchy might be going down at this abandoned asylum Within five minutes, you're running for your life. And that is the whole goal. You have no way to defend yourself. You're only armed with a video recorder that has night vision that runs on batteries. (laughs) Yeah, but the batteries in the context of that game make perfect sense. Exactly. And it keeps the pacing of the game good. Exactly, because there will be times where you are often stuck in a very dark place that can help you when you're trying to get away from certain bosses but if you're out of batteries you're screwed because you're not going to be able to see where you're going can i real quick say something that i just looked up Mm -hmm. uh sean bean successfully lived through both silent hill movies with no plot armor wow Woo! Sorry. It's, a, it's a miracle. I had to throw that one out there. <laughs> it's a miracle. But no, I love Outlast. Just how it also has a mix because it's jump scares, yeah. but also I'm uncomfortable because weird things are happening. Yeah. So just of you got the the asylum members or the patients, they're all different. So you don't know how to react to them. Some of them just leave you alone. Some of them will just come up to you and be like, I want to touch you very inappropriately. And then others are, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to hit you with a club. I'm going to hit you with a bat. And then there are the bosses, which go a little bit farther. Mm -hmm. But 
all you can do is run and hide. You have absolutely no way of defending yourself. And it's just like, okay. And since the this is a game where you have to continue just go forward, you cannot go back for anything. So if you're running at full speed because you got a huge, like, evil doctor behind you with these huge, like, four-foot shears after you, okay, if you miss an unlocked door or an unlocked vent, you're most likely going to get killed. So it's a game where you it's hard not to go through the whole game yeah. without dying. <laughs> and those moments where you're trapped in a locker, just like, please don't see me. Exactly. Because it's all about timing. Because if they just... The fraction yeah, of a second. You're, you're done. Yeah, it's You're done. I mean, you might get past with just getting a little bump on the head, but your vision is immediately blurred. You're a lot slower. I mean... You have no way to heal yourself. I mean, it's, this is, yeah, I, I love this game because it, it works with fear so many different ways. It just, it has that tension and just also that, that fear of darkness I love about it. So it's like, okay, I'm stuck in a really dark place. I can't move because if I do, creepy guy that wants to turn your character as a male into a bride is going to cut my male organs off. <laughs> oh, and my battery's flashing. <laughs> exactly, Beautiful. my battery's flashing. So, and I love the um the DLC of the game is great too. Whistleblower is takes the game and just amplifies it and it's it's great. I love this game. And then the one that I wanted to highlight which in retrospect I should have done a game that was more different than Outlast, but Alien Isolation is also a very effective <sighs> horror game. Yeah. Because now, although in Alien Isolation you do have limited of, uh, offensive capability, that's all for the hostile humans and androids you'll run into because you can't kill the xenomorph. Yeah, you have to escape. It's literally invincible, which is an excellent mechanic. And, and I think they, that makes kind of sense when you really think about it because the xenomorph, if you shoot it or you hit it in any way, it's got acid. So you're most likely stu you're stuck in a ship, right? I haven't played it. You're so. on the... So it is set 15 years after the events of the original movie. Okay. And you play Amanda Ripley, uh, who is Ellen Ripley's daughter. Okay. So really the reason she signed up for the mission is to figure out what happened to her mom. Okay. Makes sense. But she's not a trained soldier. She's not specialized she's, in combat or anything. She is like a civilian as civilians come. And so when the alien comes up, she doesn't have she doesn't even have the colonial marines around her like like her mother did, you know. It's they, it, to no, be no, 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 no. You are talking about aliens. This is based off of alien. Is it? Absolutely. So at the time she was Yeah, she was the Ellen in the original game is a crew member on a mining ship. So, yeah. No. Amanda's out just trying to figure out what happened to her mom because this is set between the period. This is set in the period between Alien and Aliens. Mm. So, like, even at this point where we would be in the franchise, There's no Ellen Ripley's person. not yeah. a badass. No. She is a woman that got lucky and managed to find the escape pod because they find the Nostromo... It's either crashed on the planet or adrift in space. I don't remember the beginning of the game. I haven't watched it or played it in a while. But no, you are stuck in the Nostromo trying to survive the alien. <laughs> and the alien, like, you can hide and you have the limited resources. Like, you can, you have the old school motion detector that 
will tell you if it's moving towards you. However, it won't tell you if it's above you below or below you or on the same level as you. So you have very limited resources. I like that concept. Always a, gr- always a great feeling having limited resources. Right. And then it's another one that it forces you to explore and use stealth more than anything. Because, yeah. yes, while you have like four or five weapons, you barely get ammo for it. And the only thing the flamethrower is good for in that game is if you're about to get caught by the alien, you can scare it away for a little bit with just a shot of fire. Yeah, but, but hope it doesn't you better see book. you whenever you turn the corner and it stops being on fire. It's kind of terrifying. Because then that musical score starts playing when it sees you and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and and then it do, it always does the, I like the kill animation that it always has where it like slowly like is intentionally, hey, guess what? Xenomorph caught you. You're dead. Well, and then one really cool kill animation I saw while watching gameplay for it one time was somebody's thing was going off. The alien was right next to him. So they did the, you know, they panned around, couldn't find it, went to run into a nearby locker, and they started to open the locker, and then the alien's tail just pops into their chest. (laughs) It was really cool. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, it's that kind of game where the, the AI is smart enough to come get you if you make simple mistakes like that. So... Something that I found interesting that all of our games had was a heavy atmosphere, very little jump scares, per se, and per se. Uh, real good writing. Yeah. And limited resources. Yeah, which and is, limited resources, yeah. Because that's all part of the world building and layering that you have to have for an effective horror story because, and I was talking to know about this earlier, unfortunately it's the one thing Bioshock doesn't do right. Yeah. Because, like, 85% of Bioshock's actual scares are all jump scares. I love the first two Bioshock games. I think they're great because they drip with atmosphere. Yeah. Mm. Outside of, like, the the initial shock of being a kid and watching those, going back and playing those games is enjoyable, but it's not scary. It's like we have mentioned before on the podcast. The creators of whatever media you are watching or interacting with, being able to startle you because you're a human being... And shoving something in your face with a loud noise or a flash of light Not all that will make you jump and or scream because. So forcing a physical reaction isn't the same thing as scaring you. That's why I liked Hell House so much. <laughs> because those just like creepy tension scenes. I think it was that one scene where dude's laying down in the bed and he's recording himself. And the girl is just in the doorway. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't do like the, the full speed, just run at him. She doesn't do anything. She just stands there. Yeah. And the whole time it's like, is she going to do anything? Is she going to do anything? Next scene. Yeah. What? Right. What? Exactly. What happened? Yeah. That's yeah. why I like Outlast so much because it does the jump scares in two different ways. It's the traditional, oh, loud noise. So you'll be just walking down a hallway and all of a sudden the the a door, open door in front of you will slam shut. Okay. And then this, the next one, you'll be just walking along. You just passed a boss. And you're just walking along in the darkness and you're opening up a door and there's one of the patients just staring right at you in like the UV light. So it's all green. He's got the pale white eyes and they just stare at you and then turn around and beat their head against the next door. Right. So it's like you're not expecting it and there's no loud sound. So you're just you're not expecting that. Or you could be going through the sewers and a body just drops from the ceiling. So it, it's it's different. It's that's what I like about it. It's because it's like oh, it's not just big loud noise. Yeah. It's surprise. <laughs> Somebody's standing right there. And then something else we were talking about are games that are horror adjacent. Yeah. 
because two very popular games, at least at the time of this recording, are Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th, the game, Mm -hmm. which both play incredibly similarly. You either play as Jason for Friday the 13th or as the killer, and at this point, Dead by Daylight has a ridiculous amount of media tie-ins with the horror community at large. They have... Some classic movie slashers like they have Leatherface, Freddy, Ghostface, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers, and I think they yeah they do they have Leatherface, yeah, and now they have Nemesis, right? Because now they're pulling from other video games. Yeah. Cause Pyramid Head is yeah. also one of them, and they have an entire cast of original killers. Yep, which are all really cool. I mean, I watched the gameplay for those because I was interested. What I liked about some of them, though, with, like, the traditional slashers is they will set them in, like, for Michael, they'll actually put you in Haddonfield. If you're one of, like, the survivors or the other players, you can dress up like Lori. Um, Same thing. So I was like, oh, it's kind of, it gets with the atmosphere. They do something similar with Freddy because, like, it's set on Elm Street mm-hmm. and around the school, and yeah. like you can go down into the boiler room mm-hmm. and stuff. They yeah. they hit the they hit iconic set pieces, yeah. which yeah. is really neat. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Friday the the thirteenth, they have just a bevy of different skins for Jason, mm-hmm. and all of the counselors are based off of all of the characters in, throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie series. And it's I all have... the maps. It's every single map. So right. Yeah. Each movie has its own map. Mm-hmm. I have to ask because I haven't been paying attention to Friday the Thirteenth uh, the game for a while now. Do they have the best, the best one? They actually finally did get out of the uh, legal just nonsense, mm-hmm. and they have. I do not remember the name of this ship from Jason X, but Uber Jason and the ship are now in the game. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page, yeah. including counselors. Including the entire cast or all the counselors for that level. Yeah, and they um, also even have um, Savini, who was the original like um, makeup, makeup yeah. person. He actually even designed his own Jason, which is like like Jason from Hell, pretty much. He's like all smoky and stuff like that. So he even designed his own. Well, and what's fun with that skin. is they also have uh, the retro NES purple Jason. Is one of the skins. <laughs> yep. The most them. terrifying of video games. Yeah. I mean, from a gameplay standpoint, sure. <laughs> again, again, Friday the 13th, I thought the, the idea was great, but at the same time, it's not super scary. <laughs> it's not, and that's what I want. It's If you're playing either a survivor or a counselor, both of these games can be very stressful for you, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not scary. No. If you can pick <clears throat> your opponent... Right, because they're all different with their strengths. Pick the jock. Their endurance is a lot better. (laughs) Right. I've also seen through different playthroughs, more so Dead by Daylight, Uh because it has a bigger online presence. Mm -hmm. Well, a bigger YouTube presence, which is where I watch most of my stuff. Yeah. Um, I have seen just really tight crews of survivors. Mm Mm-hmm wreck killers when you nail down the the gameplay cycle not only is the game not scary it's not stressful it's not like being a survivor is not daunting it's 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 impressive how quickly some people can get all the items get everything together get in the car and be gone i have watched full playthroughs 
on Dead by Daylight that are 15 minutes long. And that is from the moment the game loads, they clear the game in 15 minutes, which the sessions are designed to last 30 to 45. Yeah. So they are just in, out, efficient. Yeah, same thing was with Friday the 13th, because I've seen many uh, groups of people that actually have... Because there is a way you can actually kill Jason in the game. And it's it is it requires strategy, but you can if you do it right, you can get it done in five minutes. I mean, it's not that hard. It's just, okay, you need to have this weapon, you have to do this, and you need to have a girl put on the sweater, put on, put on his mom's sweater, and that's about it. I mean, it's it's not that hard. So, no, yeah, I completely agree with you. You, you played enough. It's not scary anymore. Yeah. But you can you can defeat it. Well, I mean, isn't that per se the truth about any video any video game? True. You play it enough, yeah. it's not going to be scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you turned off the lights and turned on Outlast, you'd get scared a couple. It's, it's you'd get true. scared a couple of times. Because it's also like you were saying, it's also good at like. Mixing in those jump scare moments where the moments where the thing is not chasing you, that's trying to kill you, mm-hmm. just kind of walking. If you stop, it'll definitely kill you. Right. But it sees you and it's coming after you and you have to move. We might actually leave this one here because mm-hmm. there are plenty of games we didn't talk about and we're more than aware of that. Are we going to talk about zombie games? <laughs> oh my gosh. Zombie games can have their own episode. That would take a while. Yeah, it would take a while. But, um,. No, this is good for now, and we'll come back and hit some other games. So this is one of those in the comments. Please interact with us on social media. Let us know what your favorite games are that we didn't talk about or what games or series, Mm -hmm. what have you, you would like us to get into deeper that you would like us to talk about more. And then what are are your favorite horror games? Is there there maybe... Just like in Friday the 13th, is there another slasher that you're waiting for a horror game to come out with? Or is there another maybe horror franchise that you're looking to have a more successful game? The Evil Dead series. Ooh. <laughs> Except that's probably going to be more like uh, Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th from the looks of it. Yeah, Evil. well... well, Resident Evil is a whole other thing. That's an, <laughs> that, Resident that's Evil whole, is this whole um, that, that is episode. Three yeah. decades nearly of... of stuff we can mm-hmm. wait on that one yeah. yeah and i think noah will happily come back for most of those episodes yes for sure <laughs> yeah resident evil definitely it, that's a that's a chunk that's a whole lot to talk about <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with horror news for this week yeah there are a few things we wanted to talk about uh one thing that looks pretty interesting is today dropped on bloody disgusting was um a trailer for a new megan fox horror movie which we can be cautiously optimistic because the last one that I remember her being in is Jennifer's Body, and that was a lot of fun. It's called Till Death, and Megan Fox is in a unhappy, her character's in an unhappy relationship, wakes up chained to her dead husband, and then has to survive two people trying to rob them. And looking through the trailer, it looks like a good survival horror movie. Looks like it'd probably be a little bit funny because she's like chained to her, like, to her husband. And it's like, all right, I could see her like talking like, Talking crap to her husband, like, you're dragging me along. Right. Because <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I got to chop your hand off at some point. <laughs> Probably does. Yeah. yeah. Also, we had a more in-depth trailer for Evil Dead video game that was dropped, narrated by Bruce Campbell. Looks interesting to me. I mean, uh, looking at it, it looks like a good mix of Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th, along with Left 4 Dead style, where 
right. you have a bunch of deadites running at you to mm-hmm. fill in the tension. Looks like a lot of fun. Also, Scream 5 is now in post-production, so we should be seeing a little bit more news about that coming soon, probably this year. And then with it being wrapped, we can most likely expect a 2022 to 2023 release date. Because they have not, as of yet, announced that. It's rumored that it might come out this year, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Six months? Yeah, there ain't no way. Six months to do all the post and release it? Yeah, there ain't no way. And then, so our last bit of news, we put up a poll for our next movie. Horror in space! In space. Kind of surprised. Might be the best movie that we put on the poll, but uh, Event Horizon murdered the other three movies it wasn't close yeah i don't think anybody (laughs) voted for jason x or hellraiser bloodline at all (laughs) they did but on twitter where we got the most responses which was 84 85 event horizon took 54 percent of the vote which made it win automatically because it got more votes than facebook or instagram put together yeah Yeah, because on instagram uh was it pitch black one (laughs) Mm -hmm. the uh, one with like Three? Yeah. Four votes? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three to two. And then... Yeah, Facebook ooh, yeah. Facebook was kind of the same thing. I think it was pitch black as well with like six votes. So, sorry everybody on Instagram and Facebook, but Twitter spoke way more loudly than y'all did. And like, like we said, so the next episode will definitely be Event Horizon. We will be watching that shortly. So, as per usual, just a little bit of housekeeping we are... On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can find us in all the fine places that you listen to podcasts at this point. This is Zach. This is Phil. This is Shelby. This is Noah. Stay spooky.